0: to Brave the Wild. With me, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Brave the Wild is available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Thank you once again for joining me today on an unorthodox, we'll call it, or unconventional release of Brave the Wild. We're doing it on a Wednesday morning instead of a Thursday, as uh, unfortunately, it looks like the Thursday releases will probably be coming to an end, unfortunately. Obviously, Uh, with the schedule getting strange this week and probably more and more busy as we move forward into the spring cleanup season. is Luckily this year, no late winter surge that we know about anyway. uh, I don't see it on the seven-day forecast, so that's good. Hopefully by next Saturday we'll be working outside, maybe even as soon as this Saturday. Those of you that might listen to Timberwolves Explosion... That show will not be released on Friday either, possibly Saturday. It's like a 50 50 for that because of uh, what's going on on Saturday, possibly, and unable to record on Friday. So, just letting you know the situation. Uh, also, unfortunately, for the first time in seven years, the Minnesota Wild will not, that's right, will not participate in the NHL slash Stanley Cup playoffs. So, that's an ode to a six-year run making the postseason. The Minnesota Wild will be picking in the, well, let's just say low teens, possibly. Low teens in the draft. Maybe, well, 10 to 13, something like that. That's more than likely where the Minnesota Wild will wind up. Who knows? Somebody actually could have the Wild going number one overall. Uh, Pavel Bunet did a little draft lottery thing. Minnesota Wild, like 3% chance of winning it, got it. And it's a lose for Hughes and all that good stuff. So, that would be pretty cool if the Minnesota Wild were able to move in that direction but um, I don't know hopefully the wild can make the right draft pick last year's draft looks intriguing lots of uh, interesting prospects in there been uh ongoing conversation during the course of time of the different general managers like riceisbro couldn't draft couldn't draft anybody it seemed like he couldn't draft Wayne Gretzky it seemed like it was like the worst Yeah, worst drafting I've ever seen, basically. Uh, And then Fletcher improved on it a little bit. And hopefully Fenton improves on it more. That type of thing. As Fletcher obviously got some picks. You know, he got some picks that worked out as mostly the trades that were his undoing and some of the free agent signings along the way. Some of the late ones especially. Minnesota Wild made another uh, college free agent signing this week. Nico Sturm. So the Minnesota Wild acquired Nico Sturm out of Augsburg, Germany. And, of course, most recently, Clarkson University. Left shot center, big guy, kind of like projects as a third line center in the National Hockey League. Not bad, eh? So there you go. (laughs) Pretty cool. Minnesota Wild able to acquire uh, Nico Sturm. It's a one year deal at this stage, which of course is this year. Then he becomes a restricted free agent in the summer and most likely will be a member of the Minnesota Wild heading into next season. He'll have to earn the spot, but he is a center and that is a big deal. A position of need, 6'3", 211 pounds, bigger guy who can help uh, Well, long term. Possibly be somewhat of a Koivu replacement in time. We'll see what happens. And, of course, Minnesota Wild will have up to $15 million available in salary cap space, which we haven't been able to say in about seven years. So, all right. That's nice. So, Minnesota Wild will be likely chasing after a number one center. Of course, signing Eric Stahl to a two-year extension. Well, I I, I, I guess. Uh, Is Eric Stahl going to be the fourth-line center, the third-line center? No. So... I, okay, um, and of course Cuevo's coming back for another year at the very least, so I, I, I guess, I mean, I don't know, another two years actually, so we're still stuck with those older guys in the uh, in in the middle there, unfortunately, so good players, we love them, obviously Cuevo's a big part of the organization forever, and everybody loves him, and you can't say anything bad about him, I know, uh, this and that, but just saying, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, we're talking mid-30s here, so luckily, at least for the most part, Paul Fenton, going young, and I mean really going young, and uh, Nico Sturm, a big part of that, possibly. Eric Eck finishing up the season again, coming back, scoring a big goal last night. That was nice. Zach Parisi finally returning after a undisclosed injury that Michael Russo knows about, and the rest of us don't know. Uh, I don't know what the heck. He was able to play and score two goals, and he looked okay out there, but they're saying it is a serious injury. That's going to need uh, some type of correction in the offseason. Uh, did he tear his MCL. Did he have a meniscus? I, I don't think so. I, I don't think he'd be able to skate like that. It can't be a broken ankle, can it? Could you really skate on that? I don't think so. Uh, so I have no idea where to go with this one. Uh, broken wrist. They say it's a lower body injury, so that's not a lower body injury. I have no idea other than I think it's knee related. I do. And I hope it's not Andrew Brunette like uh, partially torn ACL, but maybe it is. And uh, I don't know that knee on knee situation that happened about a week ago could have something to do with that so yeah three games to preview or review part I mean they're going to be brief as we head into the off season. close uh so slowly but surely the next release of the show will be random as we head into the off season and all that we'll be previewing uh Boston and Dallas of course Charlie Coyle returning and that'll be cool a little bit I suppose but uh he hasn't been a huge factor with Boston yet We'll see. Maybe he'll get a Stanley Cup out of it. So with his hometown team, it doesn't get better than that. Um, but no, I mean the release of the show will become more and more random now. It won't be like Thursday, 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 Thursday. Not until next uh, next fall again, as that's how we head into the off season. Of course, the uh, fall cleanups, and oftentimes the show gets recorded on like a rainy day or something, or of course the weekends as we head into the summer. Love off-season Brave the Wild episodes. Lots of fun. It won't be like last year where will disappear for three months or two months because of moving and all the drama that goes with that. Minnesota Wild did beat the Vegas Golden Knights to stay alive on March the 29th. That was Friday night last week. 3-2 to two victory after going ahead 3 to nothing. Almost let it go. Kind of like the Minnesota Golden Gophers in 2002 in their first Frozen Four in what was seven years at the time? Yeah. 1995 to 2002. Gophers got to the frozen four, took a 3-0 lead on Michigan. Almost let it slip away, but they hung on and went on and beat Maine in overtime two nights later. Beautiful night as it was. Oh, man. But uh, no, we beat the Vegas Golden Knights. And I guess we own the Golden Knights for some reason. We've never lost in Las Vegas. So, cool. Uh, Paul Stansney tried to make a huge change of that. Uh, he was obviously, uh, in the past, former St. Louis Blue and Snake Bit the Wild at times. Devin Dubnik made the save of the year on Paul Stansny on a wraparound. I mean, that was a goal. Like, 95% of the time that's a goal. And Devin Dubnik made a spectacular save. Made another unbelievable save down the stretch. As uh, Vegas, with the empty net, would have a late surge and almost put that thing in. Thank God, though, for uh, Devin Dubnik. What an amazing night. Uh, I did predict correctly that uh, Kevin Fiala would score. Wound up with his 13th goal of the year on the power play. Getting the rebound, a nice juicy rebound off of Jason Zucker, And flipped that thing past up. What was Malcolm Supan? Malcolm Supan in that. Of course, the younger brother of P.K. Supan, the superstar defenseman of the hated Nashville Predators. The now-hated Nashville Predators, anyway. I didn't hate them too much before. Now I do. But uh, also a couple guys, other than Ryan Donato, getting his 15th assist of the year. Greg Pattern, his first goal of the year, and Nick Seeler's fifth assist. Two guys just starving for points because they're stay-at-home defensemen. Greg Pattern, I mean, again, an example. This was very early in the first period, which was a sign of things to come, (laughs) that the Wild would somehow survive this and get a win and hang in there. Put the puck on net. That's that's all you got to do basically, and it wound up being a five-hole goal from a from a weird angle because it went off of uh, Malcolm's uh, Malcolm Supan's, uh pad right through the five-hole. So, whatever. I mean, there you go. If you're going to score a goal, you might as well score it that way with a lucky bounce, as they say in the NHL. Uh, fifth assist of the year from Nick Seeler. Nice shot though from Greg Battern. Hey, you know that's a goal goal scorer shot. You know, I mean. You look for some type of deflection, some type of trigonometry, like you're playing pool basically. Du- 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 you know, corner pocket. Yeah, good corner pocket shot by uh, Greg Pattern. He, he called the shot. He nailed it. No, he didn't call it, but it went in. And uh, there you go 1-0 Minnesota. Eric Stahl on the power play, <clears throat> and Kevin Fiala also on the power play. Zucker not scoring a goal. It looked like it was Jason Zucker's goal, but apparently Eric Stahl deflected it at the last second. it for sure looked like Jason Zucker had his first goal in his his, uh, hometown of Las Vegas. He was actually born in California, but he grew up in Las Vegas, so look at it that way. Imagine I was born in Madison or something, but grew up in Golden Valley, Minnesota, which, well, I just was born and grew up in Golden Valley, Minnesota, but basically that's what happened with uh, Jason Zucker there. Actually, literally born in Cal, but wound up in Vegas his whole life until uh, moving on to the... Hated Denver Pioneers and ultimately winning a, uh, or getting drafted by the Minnesota Wild and all that. It's the 22nd goal of the year by Eric Stahl. That's, well, maybe that'll be his last goal of the year. Not the worst numbers ever for the guy, but again, he slowed down so much and we're, we're here for two more years and God bless him. And Thunder Bay is by far closer to Minnesota than anything else except maybe the Winnipeg Jets. And I guess he didn't want to go there. He's happy here. So it is what it is. Eric Stahl, multi point game and Paul Stasny was unbelievable in this game. He could have had four goals, maybe five goals in the game. He could have easily had a hat-trick in this game, but I think at least four where Dubnik robbed him on two spectacular plays late. Uh, Devin Dubnik, without a doubt, just unbelievable this week, and including against Arizona, to be fair, because he only gave up two goals in that game. The 4-0 score was a couple of empty netters. Just not Minnesota's night, blah, 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 but a fun game in Vegas. We just, we own them, and it was cool to see Brad Hunt there talking about his time in Vegas, and he got to see a few friends and all that, and he had a good night, a couple shots on that and all that, and I hope the Minnesota Wild uh, re-sign Brad Hunt and keep him on board, and I think they will. I think they will. Um, I think they will. <sighs> The other guy, the Minnesota Wild, maybe or are pursuing, are pursuing, is a left shot defenseman. I should bring this up. Jimmy Schult, out of Saint Cloud State, of course, teammate of Sam Hentges, who had an awesome freshman year. Jimmy Schult, senior, just like Nico Sturm, or well, Sturm only played uh, three years there, but he's uh, 23 already. Jimmy Schult, 23, also out of Minnetonka, Minnesota, defenseman, 35 points this year, and 38 the year before. Last year, both number one teams in the nation. 38 points, 10 goals in every year except his uh, sophomore year there. He only had eight. Missed a couple games. Didn't get the numbers that he would have liked that year, but amazing plus-minus during the course of his collegiate career. Um, obviously, he's got a lot of talent and should translate to the National Hockey League. The only problem for Jimmy Schult, but I suppose it doesn't matter which shot you shoot, is he's a left shot, and there's a bajillion left shots on the Minnesota Wild, including Brad Hunt. Of course, you got Ryan Suter, who's getting older, but he's still on the books for another six bleeping years if you can imagine that, that's a long time, uh, Jonas Brodine, un- unless he's traded, that type of thing, and of course, Brad Hunt, Nick Sealer, and Anthony Boteto, if they're actually in- intending to bring back, Tony Boteto, which I'm not sure too many people want, uh, coolest name ever, yeah, seem, uh, seems like a very cool guy, but again, if, <sighs> I don't know, the risks that guy takes, and the, the dumb mistakes, that's what people don't like about Tony Boteto, so, that's the problem there, Uh so Jimmy Schultz would have a hell of a time. That's what I think. I'm guessing he's going to wind up standing somewhere else because of that. Um, that that's just my guess. But unless he's legitimately that good and the Wilder, like, you're going to very, very likely be on this roster and be a big part of things, I think he's going to have a hell of a time. Or if Brodeen's going to get traded and you're going to get a, a nice haul for him that I don't know about, we'll see what happens. Um but uh, I'm guessing Schultz going to go somewhere else. That's just my guess. Where Nico Sturm, I mean, it's like, oh, God, please, please, we need a center. Please, please, Nico, please come to Minnesota. Please come to Minnesota, Nico. It's not Miko, it's Nico with an N, of course. Um, so that's kind of where things go. there. kind of like the uh, <laughs> the Japanese radio-controlled car company, but it's built differently. Uh, again, from Augsburg, Germany. Jimmy Schultz, Minnetonka, Minnesota. Yes, sir. Great collegiate career, and we'll just have to see where he winds up. Maybe he does come here, but again, it's gonna have a hell of a time, even if he was a right shot, which appears to be a position of need right now. And yes, it is, but but you got you know, you got Belpedio, you got Brennan Menel, who had 42 bleeping points this year, and he's not this season isn't over yet, 42 points. So they're both right shot guys in Iowa, uh, who obviously. Belpedio is an NHL player. He is. And he's he's going to be something at some point. And I think Brennan Mendels an NHL player. A lot of people love that guy. So, uh, uh, as weird and depleted as our defense, if Gore, looked, there's still a lot of depth. So, I would love to bring Jimmy Schultz here. And I hope it would work out, but I have no idea. That's why I'm guessing he's going to wind up in Las Vegas or something like that. Wouldn't be a bad choice, actually. But uh, I hope if he doesn't come here, he goes to Vegas. That'd be kind of cool. Okay, so speaking of the Vegas Knights, the Minnesota Wild defeated the, Minis- the <laughs> Las Vegas Golden Knights 3-2 to last Friday. And then, okay, it's like, are we going to beat Arizona? Well, we never really do. We kind of beat them sometimes, but we just kind of didn't and all that. And Darcy Kemper has been unbelievable, and he's helped the Arizona Coyotes hang on into the postseason. They're hanging on. They're hanging with Greg, along with Grubauer, with the, uh, the Colorado Avalanche, who tore up the Edmonton Oilers last night and that's why the uh, Wild are finished because it's just, okay, it's one thing you're behind and you gotta win every game but if the other team wins one or two games, the season's over anyway so that's the problem. The other two teams have to collapse that's why I kept saying, we're not gonna make it and we didn't make it and games like this are why we didn't make it also. Games like this earlier in the season are why the Minnesota Wild didn't make it Games like the Bleep of New Jersey Devils are why the Minnesota Wild didn't make it we'll talk about that in State of the Wild you don't go up 4-1 to one against one of the worst teams in hockey, against one of the weakest goaltending uh, duos in the NHL. 4-1, to one, and you can't finish the game? I mean, seriously? There's no, I mean, and Adam Hall wasn't even healthy. He missed like the whole damn year. He played the first 30 games, been out for the season. No Adam Hall? I mean, Nico Hershier is a good player, but he's not that good yet. He's raw and stuff. And you blow a three-goal lead at home to the New Jersey Devils. So that's why the wild Aren't in the playoffs is games like that. Because there's been more than one, obviously. Home losses to the Edmonton bleeping Oilers. And, uh, wow. I just the, uh, every single loss we had to the Oilers this year was like, seriously? And some of the lame losses to Chicago as well, where they looked like exactly like the Chicago Blackhawks had before. They looked like they were still a cup contender. And somehow, some way, they're going to finish the season with a winning record. That's kind of impressive, considering where they were at some point during the year. Yet they still were romping all over us as if it was, uh, you know, they were going for their fourth Stanley Cup. I can't stand it. Uh, Josh Archibald had a couple of big goals in this game. He had a very important goal earlier in the season, which cost the Wild big time. That was in that Aiden Hill game. Aiden bleeping Hill. Oh, God, after Anthony Ranta had an awful night. Aiden Hill comes in and stops all five of the Wild shots. And Arizona, that was the game before the... uh, New Jersey game where the Wild went up three to one. Yeah, we went three to one over Arizona, so it's like you got to get that fourth goal and everything will be okay. See, you, you guys, you got to finish, so you get up four to one the next night to lose to New Jersey. So it's just triggered all those memories, and we'll be talking about that in State of the Wild. I'm guessing there'll be a show in between um, now and State of the Wild. There's got to be some kind of a show in the middle. Ho- hopefully, there will be some kind of rainy day catch up, especially if there's a coaching change and. God knows what else happens. Uh, Jimmy Schultz is added. That'd be cool. But just kind of keeping up with the postseason and any type of Minnesota Wild conversation. <clears throat> Maybe some playoff success for the Iowa Wild and other uh, ATOs and all that. Getting signed with a couple of guys out of college this past week. Uh, I missed the Nick Boca one because that was just so nondescript. I couldn't believe it. It was it had already happened. Where uh, Sadik was literally signed as I was doing the show basically last week. So we'll get to that in uh, segment two here. Devin Dubnik, I mean, he did what he could. He stopped 21 shots. Arizona wasn't exactly peppering him. Minnesota was peppering Kemper, though, and Kemper stopped everything. Um, Devin Dubnik had an unbelievable week. Kemper has just been one of the, he's been like an MVP candidate, a Hart Trophy candidate the last month for cripe's sake, uh, along with uh, Grubauer. Now, of course, Hart Trophies aren't won for months, but they're like Players of the Month this last, this last month of March into April here. Unbelievable play by Kemper and such. Derek Step on got all these young guys. Um, you know, Clayton Keller was barely even a factor in this game, which is weird. He got only one shot on goal. You almost forgot about Clayton Keller. You're looking at all these other guys, like freaking Josh Archibald, who's from a, who's a Minnesota native. He had a three point game. He had the big moments earlier in the year. Alex Gullinschuk as well. Some nice success. Uh Oliver ekman Larson. I could have used that assist a week ago or so, to help me cl- close out a championship. Uh, Nicholas Darmelson, yeah, the former Blackhawk. boy, boy, oh boy, you almost forgot about him, almost completely forgot about that guy as he was a member of the glory years of the uh, <coughs> Chicago Blackhawks. Pana Saberg has been getting scratched. Anthony Potato has been getting scratched. Obviously, Robson is probably not going to see action. I don't think you want to throw him out there against Dallas or Boston. I got a feeling that would, even though it's like the season's over and this and that, in terms of making the playoffs, maybe you want to get him out there, but nah. I, that'd be, it would leave a real sour taste in his mouth if you put him out there and he gave up four goals or something in the first period for whatever reason because he's just not NHL ready yet. So, we'll see what happens going into the off season. It's a very interesting uh, acquisition and uh, interesting that he's not in Iowa or anything, so, hmm. Of course, Parisi continuing to miss time in this one and that didn't help. A 4 nothing game. It's just not a whole lot to say other than the Wild gave their best effort, but they didn't finish. That's that's all there is to say. They gave their best effort, but they didn't finish. And they lost 4 to nothing. And I don't know, the two empty net goals. So you can't get mad at Doom. I mean, you give up two goals in the most part of three periods. That's not too bad. Like 2.1 goals against average or so. Save percentage way up there. Um, so I can't get too mad. Well, it wasn't that high because he only faced 21 shots. It was actually just 90 and 90.5. So, okay. Whatever. I still... Still, I mean, he. this team gave a good effort. I mean, they did. They just didn't bleep and finish. I mean, five shots on goal by Fiala, four by uh Greenway. Greenway has been very good. Donato, so many chances, just wasn't finishing. Victor Rask even, actually, I thought had a pretty good game. He won his face-offs, you know. He, he won his face-offs, nine and four in the face-off category. That's good. And three shots on goal. He was active. Not fast, but he was active. He was fairly aggressive. So, I mean, I'm going to give him credit. Even J.T. Brown got four shots on that. It's whatever that's worth in this day, when this time. But uh, the effort was there. The finish wasn't, period. And that's why the Wild aren't going to make the playoffs. The effort was there, but the finish wasn't. You can't say this team quit on Boudreaux, even though there's certain games out there where they've looked like crud, like Edmonton and New Jersey and such earlier in the season. Uh, wonderful game against the Winnipeg Jets, backs against the wall, no tomorrow, blah, 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 but, you, but it's too little too late, and a yeah, 5-1 to one win, and you sweep the Winnipeg Jets, 5-0, to zero. that's the most impressive thing about this season, I mean, it is, other than the young guys coming in and doing a good job, I mean, Mr. Donato there, uh, obviously, Ryan Donato, very, very successful acquisition, Unfortunately, unable to score much in these games, only got one assist. So much more invisible this week compared to the last few. Um, but seriously, uh, five nothing over Winnipeg. I mean, that deserves a, a nice hand. It does. It's just it sucks that it doesn't mean a damn thing now. It means nothing. Why couldn't we do this in the playoffs? Why couldn't you just go out and sweep Winnipeg or beat them four games to one? Heck, beat them in a seven game series of the dramatic. Uh, overtime goal, just like the old days and the semi-recent the semi recent days with uh, Nino Niederreier. But all the way back to Andrew Burnett against uh, Patrick Watt with the most celebrated goal in wild history. Why not knock out the Winnipeg Jets that way? Wouldn't that be great? We'll see what happens there. They might be looking at a goaltender change. Not a good game for Eric Comrie, giving up five goals. But uh, again... The, the opening goal, right out of the, well, midway through the first period, I should say. It wasn't right out of the gate, but it was cool to see Parisi back out there. Maybe he will finish with 30 uh, goals this year. Maybe. Victor Rask, only three. Oh, man. Oh, what, that's what kind of year it's been for Victor Rask. Oh, hopefully next year it'll be a different story. and We're just hands folded three years remaining on that contract. So, go get him, Victor. Three years starting next year, by the way. Uh go get him, Victor, next year. He, he's here, and he's here to stay right now, and go get him. But uh, 27th the 28th goals of the year. Pretty funny flip of the puck by Parisi. Somehow found its way uh, behind Comrie, Eric Comrie there. I don't know what that was. It was kind of funny. I mean, Parisi's just kind of skating around, swirling around, looking to see if the puck bounces a different way, kind of like a ways away, getting ready to go back on defense if there's a stoppage of play. And it just went right over Comrie and in the net. It was pretty funny. Patterned miraculously getting his sixth assist of the year and Zucker adding his 21st. Parisi finishing on a right and Suter shot later on with his 28th goal of the season. Suter, 40th assist. So again, he's piling up the points, even though he hasn't been the same guy most of the year. Point-starved uh, Swedish players there in that. Uh, Victor Rask and Jonas Brodin both, acquired, uh, both <laughs> acquiring points on that goal. And then Yule Eriksson Eck made it 4 nothing on a nice release. Powerful shot off a pass from Luke Cunnan. Kind of a one-timer, more of a wrister, but a very powerful wrister. And boy, a beautiful, beautiful young line. I love seeing these guys back together again. This is a good young third line that I think is uh, got a lot of potential. All three of them. Uh, Yule Eriksson centering a line between right shot Cunnan and left shot Jordan Greenway. I hope these guys are together again next year, all together on the same line. I love the way they play, and it's a good group. It's a good group, man. Cunnin, Erickson, at- Cunning and Greenway have played together pretty well for the most part. The one guy at times that might replace the others, maybe Greenway moves at a different line and you bring in Donato with the left shot or whatever. We'll see what happens. Depending on what kind of acquisitions you get along the way. Jacob Truba would get a shorthanded goal on a wild power play. Blake Wheeler's 70th assist. Uh, finishing off on uh, Jacob Truba. Getting the uh, turnover and finishing there. Or at least uh, Wheeler got the turnover and fed it to Truba. Who again, ultimately the defenseman would get the 7th goal of the season. Shorthanded. Never fun giving up a shorty. But uh, you figure, you hope a 4-1 lead means something. You were up 4 nothing. Not easy to come back from 4 nothing, Regardless of... Uh, how many times the Wild Blue leads this year? Uh, Marcus Foligno finishing off of J.D. Brown's pass. JT Brown's drop-off pass. That was a nice one. Seventh goal of the season for Marcus Foligno, who I think has become one of the leaders of this team. Big plays in Vegas and other games. Nice. Uh, he, he lifts up the team. I think he's a guy that uh, is, again, one of the unsung heroes of this team during the course of time. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't sugarcoat anything. And It's not like he throws players under the bus either, but again, he doesn't sugarcoat anything. He doesn't kiss ass to his teammates necessarily, and he doesn't make excuses for anybody or himself either. So I love what uh, Marcus Foligno does bring in that sense, and of course, pretty cool, interesting guy. Along the way, Devin Dubnik would stop 32 of 33 shots. Spectacular game, and for me, that wraps up the uh, Mike Madonna slash Neil Broughton Award of the Week. Devin Dubnik... Easily pulls it in this week. It's It's, it's been a while. Because there's Donato with all those nice weeks. Parisi off and on throughout the course of time. Fiala's like seven years away from one. And hopefully that's not the case. Uh, Greenway had, I think he had one this week or this year. But Devin Dubnik early on had a ton of them. Has, uh, and this week he absolutely deserved it. Uh, definitely the best player for Minnesota. Giving up only two goals against Arizona. Uh spectacular spectacular game against the vegas golden knights and then you have this one here which was uh very good as well stopping 32 shots from winnipeg as well i mean there's a good chance winnipeg could have caught up to minnesota but uh winnipeg is probably gonna win the division probably gonna well they're gonna be um, number three seed i believe in the western conference because it looks like uh, calgary and san jose are gonna be one and two at the end of the day, just like uh color uh, chicago and minnesota a few years ago And uh, so quickly after that, Chicago and Minnesota were struggling mightily. Chicago, much worse, though. That was two years ago. Shocking Uh, turn of events for the two teams that led the way, but got knocked out in the first round in the 2017 playoffs. That was definitely disappointing. Uh, The James Shepard Memorial, I, I don't know, just being unable to score against the Arizona Coyotes. Again, I can't point fingers at a certain player in this episode. I'm not really mad at any particular player, just the fact you couldn't score. You had golden opportunities. There's always stupid-ass turnovers from guys like Greg Pattern. Uh, Bateto didn't see really any action anymore. Uh, so it's kind of like, I, I don't know. I mean, there's always dumb turnovers, but luckily they didn't lead to disaster because Dubnik was just so good. So, I don't know. I mean, Fiala sometimes... I, I, I don't know. His. Uh, I'm kind of leaning towards Fiala. I mean, yeah, he got the goal against Vegas, but then it led to one of the goals. Fiala's awful turnover led to one of the goals of the Arizona that actually counted down the stretch. He just got gobbled up. He lost the puck. He fell, and away they went. With uh, That was uh, on one of uh, Archibald's goals, which pissed me off. So I guess Fiala. I mean, I'm not happy with him so far. Part of me like I'd rather have Granlin, but again... Seven, eight million a year. I don't want to give it to Granlin right now. And he's not exactly lighting up the lamps in uh, Nashville either. Neither player's really doing that great. It's kind of a wash of a trade so far. But uh, both players will very likely be with their respective teams for the long term future, I got to think. The next four to five years, maybe ten years with uh, Mr. uh, Fiala. We'll see what happens with Granlin. I wouldn't be surprised if he left Nashville for another team in a couple years. That's just my guess, depending on how things go. Unless he really suddenly catches fire and ends up getting an 80-point season there. But uh, Fial is the kind of guy you're hoping can be a 35-goal scorer. The mental game is not there. The skill's there, but the mental game isn't. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I hope it comes. It's He's been in the league a while now. It's not like he just got drafted last week. So that, hopefully he can come back next season and be ready to go. And uh, that's a big deal. Along with guys like Victor Rask and such that need to be well need to be better after a pretty rotten season. Again, uh, Fiala had a pretty disappointing season compared to last year, I'd have to say. You look at the number, the, the difference in numbers and pretty much every statistic for Fiala compared to last year, and it's just like he's not even close. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> That's my stance on that. We'll take a quick break, preview the final two games of the regular season, look at the prospects including Nico Sturm, Jimmy Schultz, guys like that, and of course uh, continue your conversation of the NCAA tournament and looking at the Guys in Iowa. And we are back here on Brave the Wild... Segment number two, we're going to preview two games, look at the prospects, and uh, a bit of due for a little while. It might be two weeks, might be a month tops. We'll see. We'll try to kind of have a in-between show before State of the Wild as we head into the draft and everything and talk about the, uh, well, playoffs and review slightly and uh, all that kind of stuff. I wouldn't mind having some kind of a playoffs preview type of show. I almost should have waited, but oh well. You know, <laughs> Well, that's what's going to happen. We'll talk about the playoffs coming up uh, and all that. That is one thing I regret, I suppose. But, well, you got to do the show when you can do the show. I mean, it is what it is. The Boston Bruins come to town. Charlie Coyle will make his return. I'm sure there won't be anybody giving him a hard time or anything, at least for the most part, unless he, like, passes up a lot of easy shots, which I think is, well, you know, that warrants a little frustration, I suppose. Doesn't shoot the puck a whole lot. Uh, he did have a nice shootout goal for Boston a few weeks ago. He's had a couple of goals. During the course of time, but again, nothing all that spectacular since joining the Boston Bruins in the Eastern Conference. Charlie Coyle finally going home and all that after all the rumors and this and that. In 19 games, he has two goals and four assists. He's a minus one for the aforementioned Boston Bruins. Uh, Brad Marchand, a guy who, you know, there's Brad Marchand. There's big players all over the league, talented guys. Connor McDavid, you know, Sidney Crosby. Uh, Braden Point, which I would love to have on Minnesota. That's a guy we did, couldn't, that's a guy we could, would have, could have, should have gotten the draft a few years ago. Third round pick. Uh, star after star after star on Tampa Bay. Uh, including that guy, Stamkos and Kucherov. And you could go on and on. Nathan McKinnon. Um, you know, Trovanen and all these guys. Miko Ratnan. Miko uh, Turanen in uh, Carolina. Sebastian Aho, and then you have a guy like Brad Marchand, who's obviously a big name. He's been a very talented player over the years, and then he's notorious for licking guys' faces. I don't understand that. Weirdest crap ever. But with all that said, uh, Brad Marchand, the last couple years, reached the 85-point mark. Ladies and gentlemen, Brad Marchand is a triple-digit scorer in the National Hockey League. He he recorded his 100th point most recently here, at 36 goals on the season 64 assists 100 point season for Brad Marchand. So regardless of what you think of the weirdness of the guy, that deserves a little bit of recognition. I mean, 100 points is a big deal. It's a big deal. I mean, this is there's there isn't this isn't Gretzky where you where you you, you know, you're going to get 199 points or Lemieux 2, uh, 212 points, you know, 80 goals whatever. You just don't see that anymore. And for Brad Marchand to get 100 points, that's pretty impressive. Uh, Patrice Bergeron, a veteran. David Pastermack, I wish the Pastormack, pardon I wish the Wild could have got him again. Another guy, you know, that we didn't get in the draft. 78 points on the year, 37 goals to lead the Boston Bruins. Charlie McAvoy, I think has had a kind of a down year after a nice rookie uh, campaign last year. Defenseman, up-and-comer for the Boston Bruins. He missed, uh, again, over happens though when you miss 26 games so it is what it is 27 go- points on the year in the 53 games he's been a part of david Backus, oft often injured old battered torn that this and that 20 points 68 games he's just like he's part of the scenery i mean he's i mean i'd rather have fair i'd rather have fair than uh, than that guy so at this point um i would i'd rather have fair as my fourth line center than david backus at this stage despite the experience that backus does possess as uh, Zdeno Shara, Shara, pardon me, another guy talk about experience. Who's you know he's well he's ancient history. He's in his forties, fourteen point sixty one games, six six foot eight could be a power forward in the NBA pretty much, pretty crazy. Six foot nine actually Stephen Camper. Remember him? He was acquired for Greg Zanon many years ago from the Boston Bruins. So it's funny that he wound up back in Boston after all that. But again, just one of those guys who barely sees the ice, kind of in and out of the minors and all that, he's in his upper 20s now, Acquired years ago for Greg Zanin, the uh, very mediocre, forgettable defensive for Minnesota during those forgettable days when the Wild did not make the playoffs years ago. Um, again, Ryan Donato also had only 9 points in the 34 games he played there. So Donato going against his hometown club for the first time, and Shirley Coyle going, against, uh, going back home and playing against his team for the first time, 19 games, for Boston so far. He'll play his 20th game and it'll be against the Minnesota Wild. Boston Bruins 2-3 and three in their last uh, five games. Not so great. 105 points on the season and they're as much of a cup contender as anybody in the Eastern Conference other than the Tampa Bay Lightning who I think it's it's almost like who's taking second right now in the Eastern Conference. And I guess it's Boston at this stage. They've actually played 80 games on the year. So yeah, wow, 80 games already. Only two remaining. They can get a maximum of 109 points total. Uh, Tuka Rask I guess statistically one of the greatest goalies in the history of the Boston Bruins. In fact, he's the winningest goalie in the history of the Bruins. And Jaroslav, Jaroslav Halak, who had been uh, so lousy, so mediocre with the uh, New York Islanders, just formed a pretty nice duel with uh, the now veteran Tuka Rask, who did get a ring in 2011 as the backup goalie behind Tim Thomas, Uh, Four shutouts each. That's impressive. Goals against average almost exactly the same. 2.40 in Halak's case. 2.42 in Tuka Tuka Rask's case. Save percentage for Halak's 92.1. And then Tuka Rask, 9.15 there. Awesome seasons for both goaltenders. And that's why Boston's good, obviously, along with player after player that can score. They're easily the second best team in the Eastern Conference. You got David Krejci. Also, has got 71 points on the season, 52 assists, and that's your like that's a third line center there. So what a valuable player. Uh, he is definitely a Cupy uh, Tony Krug's their top. Uh, Tory Krug is their top defenseman there. 53 points on the year. He's their studer. 47 assists. Jake DeBrusk also. Wow, he's a, he's one of those uh, second line scorers. 27 goals on the season, only 14 assists, but still putting the puck in the net. Boston Bruins lost to Tampa. In Tampa, 5-4. to four. That must have been a pretty epic battle. They beat the uh, New York Rangers on the 27, 6-3. to three. Lose to Florida. Ouch, at home. 4-1. to one. Ouch. And then on Sunday, back-to-back situation. This was on national television. Not a good night for Jaroslav Valak, who had been so good all season. He gave up six goals. I mean, Detroit just rolled over him. And that was after Boston had taken the lead and all that. And the Detroit just came rolling back. They took a Boston took a three to two lead after going down two nothing, and then boom! I mean, it was just Detroit exploded with four goals in a row. Dylan Larkin, love that guy. Would love to have him on Minnesota. Oh, but uh, Detroit six to three over the Boston Bruins. Wow! And then the Bruins wipe out Columbus just last night six to two in Columbus. Pretty impressive. And then they head to Minnesota for tomorrow's game. Charlie Coyle coming home. Oh boy, this matchup has been what it has been. It's all over the place. But uh, lately, Boston is, it's a pendulum. And for for a while, the pendulum was Boston. Then it switched over to Minnesota. We always seem to beat the Boston Bruins. And now it's switched back to Boston. I think the Bruins beat the Wild. I think the fact the Wild are out of the playoffs, you're not going to see as much hunger. Maybe you'll see some loosey-goosey from the young guys. You'll see a goal from somebody like Greenway or Donato. I am absolutely, positively... (laughs) factually picking Ryan Donato to be the most likely goal scorer for the Minnesota Wild, but I think the Bruins take the Wild 3-2 in the game, but Ryan Donato will score a goal. If Charlie Coyle scores, I'm just going to cry. Like, really? Just, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe they'll just say, go ahead and shoot, Charlie. Go ahead. Go ahead and shoot, Charlie. And then he won't. But then like Marchand will score or something. But I do think the Bruins take the Wild 3-2 to two in the game. But Ryan Donato will be the most likely guy to score. I think Boston Bruins are kind of gearing up here at the same time. They they also want to play safe. I mean, they're not going to change hands in their postseason. I mean, they're, they're going to be where they're going to be. They're going to be one of the top seeds, but they're not going to be the top seed. They have no way of catching uh, Tampa, and they have no way of blowing their position with the Toronto Maple Leafs. So they have nothing really to lose in the game. But I still think that Boston is just the better team. It's one thing where, you know, you don't want to get hurt. You want to kind of take it easy. But at the same time, you don't want to go into the postseason slack job. You want to go in playing well. And I think that's what Boston's intention will be. They will have a solid game, a 3-2 victory over the Minnesota Wild. Oh, and then the hated, evil Dallas Stars. Can't stand them. I don't think anybody can. Ay, ay, aye. Dallas Stars will wrap up the season. And yeah, against the Dallas stars, I believe it's in Dallas, Texas now again, April fourth for Boston, and the Dallas stars will be playing the Minnesota Wild on April the sixth that would be of course Saturday. We'll wrap up the season hosting the dallas the hosting the Minnesota Wild it will be in Dallas Texas Minnesota season will end in Dallas, Texas, much to my chagrin. It uh, would be a nice watch, though, just to kind of see how things turn out. Lucy goosey this and that. Ben Bishop ready to go. Will he go all the way and face his former team in the Stanley Cup final? I doubt it. But who knows? I mean, Dallas is playing pretty good, and they're back in the playoffs again. So good for them. I hate the Dallas Stars now. I For so many years, they were my team because we didn't have a team, this and that, for a while there, that seven-year period. They were 100% my team at the time. This has been a back-and-forth matchup. But Dallas clearly the better team, and Minnesota beat the Stars three to one, way back on October the nineteenth. But since then it's been ugly. Uh, December the twenty-second, two to one win for Dallas. It wasn't that ugly of a game, but we lost. Uh, start off the month of February with a three to one loss in Dallas. A two to one loss was in Minnesota. We actually beat the Stars in Dallas three to one. That was pretty impressive back on the nineteenth of October, and then not so long ago on March the fourteenth, Dallas all over Minnesota in that game, four to one, ugly game. So the stars have already won the season series. I wouldn't be surprised if somehow, some way, the Wild win this game, just because maybe the Stars are resting certain guys and this and that. I think the Wild come in loosey-goosey. I, I, I get a different vibe coming in. A couple of shows ago, I made a very annoying mistake about uh, Tyler Pitlick. I kept calling Rem Pitlick Tyler Pitlick, and I knew it immediately when I because I, I sometimes I listen back for quality control, this and that. And it's like Tyler Pitlick's on the Dallas Stars. Rem Pitlick was the gopher that went to the National Predators. Tyler Pitlick, obviously, you know, he's just okay. You know, he gets his little fourth line action with the uh, Dallas Stars. Obviously, good luck to him and everything, but he hasn't had a whole lot of success at the NHL level thus far. So just mentioning that, unlike the, uh, the other Tyler, Tyler Stegan uh, Rudolov has obviously had major success against Minnesota. Some of those weird down, puts the puck right past us type of goals. Again, a guy who had been in and out of the NHL from uh, Russia obviously has had major success when he's been in the NHL. A 70-point season for him. Jamie Benz had a very down year, only 52 points. Still productive. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still take the 27 goals any day. But, I mean, Parisi's outplaying him. So, I mean, and God bless Zach Parisi, but Jamie Benn was supposed to be a little bit higher level, I'd have to say. Uh, Jonathan Klingberg, John Klingberg anyway, missed a ton of time this year for uh, 18 games, 44 points still on the season. So again, a guy extremely productive, but he missed a ton of time. They're going to hope he's healthy. And of course, uh, the, uh, (laughs) the guy they acquired from New York, Matt Zuccarello, only two games, again, broke his arm right out of the gate. I guess he's just coming back because he had played only one game, broke his arm. So he's just coming back, Matt Zuccarello. So good for him, coming back just in time for the playoffs. So maybe, just maybe, Mr. Zuccarello will still be a a worthy acquisition as the Dallas Stars head into the postseason. Obviously, Zuccarello, many wonderful nights for the New York Rangers. He did get an assist just last night. So Zuccarello just returned. So we will see Zuccarello play against Minnesota. Watch out when you block the puck, my friend. you got to turn around. you got to turn around. It hurts one way or another. Yeah, you set yourself up for an injury there. Facing the puck, literally, puck went right off his wrist and broke his arm. Can you imagine the pain? duh. But uh, he's back out there since Feb 24. So nice to see Zuccarello back. Hate the Dallas Stars, but again, good for him and all that. And uh, well, you know, you don't you don't like to see a guy go out with a freak injury like that. Even though it was kind of comical. I mean, literally, like we got Matt Zucker Matt Zuccarello here we go, and then wham! <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine that? But uh, I think Minnesota wins this one because it's gonna—it's just gonna have that loosey goosey win it for Boudreau. You know, I want him back. This and that. Win it for Boudreau. Loosey goosey. Like it's our last game. We just want to go on, on a positive note heading into the off season. I think Dallas does not want to get another freak injury to somebody because obviously it can happen, and it did to obviously a guy like Zuccarello, a guy they're gonna want you know, for well as long as possible if they go on a legitimate playoff run or anybody else like that, Klingberg, guys like that, obviously Ben Bishop, I wouldn't be surprised if Anton Godobin's in that also, I think it's going to be, let let Bishop rest, I think if you're smart, let Bishop rest, you know, even though there's there's the sharpness angle, Godobin deserves a chance to to play, and obviously he's been a very good goaltender, a save percentage of 92.6, Ben Bishop 93.3, an amazing year, six shutouts, He's, even, he's better than he ever was in Tampa. And he was good, very good in Tampa. Helped them get to the Cup Final in 15 and all that, along with uh, a lot of those other stars like uh, Stamkos and such. But uh, Ben Bishop has had an amazing season. 2.03 goals against average. I think the Minnesota Wild defeat the Dallas Stars 4-2. to Empty net goal, three goals given up by Anton Kornobin. Most likely got a score for Minnesota. I think Barisi finds a way to get to 30 goals. I think he scores two goals in these two games. Maybe one against Boston, one against Dallas, or he has two goals against the Dallas Stars. But Zach Parise will finish the season with 30 goals regardless of the, uh, d- despite the injury that uh, derailed him here at the end here. Another freak injury, that type of situation. But the Wild will defeat the Dallas Stars. Final score of 3-2. to Finish the year with 85 points. 85 points. Maybe we squeeze out one with Boston, but uh, 38 wins, 35 losses, 85 points, and uh, hopefully Bruce Budrow's back. That's my thing. Consider this right here, the Brave the Wild stab of approval for bringing Bruce Boudreau back. I'm in no rush for removing Bruce Boudreau. It sounds like Craig Leopold is not interested in uh, firing Bruce Boudreau and, of course, uh, coughing up the money to do so. He does actually have two years added to his contract with uh, of uh, consultant time, so think about that. So, Bruce is guaranteed quite a bit of money, and I think he deserves. I, I think he deserves the money. I think he's a deserved coach. Not everybody agrees, but most of you do. Uh, consider this again: my stamp of approval for Bruce Boudreau returning to the Minnesota Wild. With that said, let's <laughs> let's uh, look at the prospects. And as we are always, and I mean always, want to do, we will start off with the Iowa Wild. Again, Brennan Mennell, adding a couple of assists, chipping in a couple of assists this past week. He is now a 42-point guy. Iowa Wild hoping to make some type of a playoff run. So it's like all these years, Iowa didn't make the playoffs, but Minnesota did. Now Minnesota doesn't make the playoffs, and Iowa should. I hope they do. Only two goals for Brennan Mennell all year, but 40 assists. Unbelievable power play quarterback for the Iowa Wild. He's, his plus-minus continues to drop, unfortunately, as Iowa's just messing around. They're not winning a whole lot of games. The record's good enough that I think they still should make it, I hope, but boy, they have messed around. Uh, Tyler Sheehy was acquired a couple weeks ago. I believe I mentioned him last week. Yes, I did. So far, he's played in five games and is a minus four, unfortunately. So Tyler Sheehy, we'll see how he does in the next season, but nice acquisition in the last couple weeks here. The college players coming in. Of course, again, Nico Sturm is with Minnesota. But will he play? I don't know. And of course, there was the visa issue. I think Nico Sturm does play for Minnesota versus the uh Boston Bruins and the Dallas Stars. I think Nico Sturm does play. Maybe well, hopefully he registers a point. We'll see. But uh Jack Sadik and Nick Boca were acquired on ATOs. They have not uh they have not been put in the lineup, unfortunately, though. Just too busy with lineup, this and that. And this team's trying to make the playoffs, and we'll see what happens. But uh Sadik and Boca. Nick Boca was a 5th round pick out of Michigan a few years ago and Jack a 7th round pick out of Minnesota, both of them I think could be NHL defensemen, they're both right shots Boca more of a physical guy, Sadick kind of an all around solid defenseman who can help the power play, can kind of lead things he was the top defenseman for Minnesota last year top scoring defenseman and top defenseman but not dazzling numbers, he had 18 points in 40 games, So, but still you know, you're pushing about 40 points in a regular season, it was 36 games so he'd be about 41 points or so at the end of the day. So, yeah, again, literally like half, half a point a game for Jack Sadek. That's not too bad for a team that didn't score all that much in Minnesota. Uh, Dimitri Sokolov stuck at 30 points. Not a spectacular week, but still not bad. Will Biden had his, uh, William Biden had a two-goal game last night. Very cool for Minnesota, or Iowa, pardon me, and a loss to the uh, Phoenix Roadrunners. Unfortunately, But two goals for Will Biden. He's now at 12 goals in the season, 25 total points. The center of the fourth line there who plays along with uh, Dmitry Sokolov on the right side there. Brennan Mendel again adding a couple of assists. Sam Anas added, Anas, pardon me, added his 24th assist. Been more of a playmaker this year than he's been in the past. Again, I missed several games with that broken hand earlier in the season. Much to my chagrin. Love What a love to have him out there. Missed about 14 games there. Uh, Kyle Rao, Kyle O'Reilly is probably going to finish the season as the leading scorer. 61 points. Amazing season, but again, a minor league player. Louis Belpedio hasn't scored a point in about two months. Stuck at 18 forever. Carson Soucy added his 12th assist just this past week. Finally, he's a plus four. Louis Belpedio is a minus 12, though, which is not good, actually. His play dropped off a little bit. Uh, had some good games, had some not so good games. He's been playing on the wrong side. Unfortunately, the left side, which is... I don't get it. I don't know. It's it's tough. It's a tough situation. It's like too many left in the NHL, too many right in the AHL. I don't know. Uh, Michael Caplay, I thought was a nice addition in the uh for Ryan Murphy. I think he's an upgrade. A left-shot defenseman out of Eau Claire, Wisconsin during the about a couple months ago now. Belpedio uh, again, no points It's several weeks here. Mason Shaw, 32 total points. He did not have a point this past week in the two games that club's played, so nothing crazy. This week and Iowa not looking all so spectacular. Capo, uh, cap, capo. Kap, it's capo Kakinen. It's like we're saying it backwards. Capo, capo Kakinen. I was I always had it as capo Kakinen, but it's capo Kakinen, which is pretty funny. Uh, six shutouts to lead the team, but again, some inconsistent play. But again, he will more than likely get a shot to be in the NHL roster next year. We'll see what happens, and of course, you got the Seattle expansion looming. Next summer, it won't be this summer, it'll be next summer. They don't even have a name yet, but it sounds like they're going to be the Sockeys. That's my guess. The Seattle you uh, know a fish out there, kind of cool. That's not a bad name. Um, heck, the Vancouver Canucks have a fish with their logo as well, with the big C and everything. Though, so, of course, a Canuck is just a slang word for Canadian, so I don't know. Uh, nice, solid, uh, nice, solid week for a couple guys. Uh, nice to see Will Biden getting a couple of goals. Recently, that's that's nice. Uh, as for the NCAA tournament, well, St. Louis is done. Or St. Louis, Saint Cloud is done, along with uh, Minnesota State Mankato. Another season, another year. Minnesota State Mankato now zero and seven in NCAA tournament play. They've had multiple number one seeds. They've come in with all kinds of fire and fury and all that, and they. Can't even get out of the first round of the NCAA tournament again. I can't even believe it. It's unbelievable. Uh, they were up 3 nothing over Providence, and they give up six goals in a row. I mean, what the hell can you do there? Uh, Brandon DeHame, a couple of assists in that game. He registered a goal against Cornell in the Elite Eight. So, Brandon DeHame, three points in those two games. Very cool. Fourth-round pick, 2016, Brandon DeHame. Looking good. Junior season with the Providence uh, Friars. Will he come to Minnesota? Will he come to Iowa? Whatever. Will he sign an entry-level deal, or will he stay one more year? I'm guessing he stays one more year, but you never know. If Providence wins the national championship, then, well, okay. Forget about it. Providence, the fourth seed, looking awesome. They'll play Minnesota Duluth in the Frozen Four on April 11th. Minnesota Duluth survived a Nailbiter with Bowling Green. Another Minnesota team almost got upset in the first round. That would have been unbelievable. But I figure if anybody's going to win the national championship out of Minnesota, it's Minnesota-Duluth. It's not St. Cloud. It's not Minnesota State. Prove it. Prove it, Minnesota State and St. Cloud. Minnesota-Duluth is the team that's going to do it. Number two overall seed going into the tournament. They barely survived Bowling Green. And they won solidly over Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac had a close back-and-forth game with Arizona. Two-to-one victory. Over them, Arizona State, the team that got all chippy with Minnesota uh, earlier in the season. But Arizona State still managed to get the number two seed in the regional over there. But unfortunately for them, unable to get out of the first round in their first NCAA tournament bid. Massachusetts, the weakest uh, of the four top seeds, ends up looking the strongest because they were fantastic. Uh, shoot, 4 nothing over Harvard, who's won national championships before. Four nothing over Harvard, uh, Notre Dame and Clarkson a back and forth awesome game. I was cheering for Clarkson because I hate Notre Dame right now after what happened, and I, I just don't like them. I mean, they knocked us out of the tournament a couple of years ago as well. So screw Notre Dame. Um, Nico Sturm, unfortunately, his final game in, in college. Uh, Clarkson's had some wonderful success, and how can you not like their name, the Golden Knights? How can you not like the Golden Knights? I like the Golden Knights. Okay, Massachusetts beats them four to nothing. A very, uh, a very un. Uh, Notre Dame type of game. Of course, uh, they gave up four goals and they couldn't do anything. So well, the fact they didn't score a whole lot isn't surprising for Notre Dame, but to get shut down four to nothing, pretty surprising as UMass looking like maybe the hottest team going into the frozen four. And then the hated fricking gosh darn bleeping pioneers. I was a hundred percent cheering for Ohio state, but they were limping into the, uh, The tournament getting swept by the Gophers not that long ago didn't finish too strong. I mean, Ohio State not that long ago was easily going to be one of the top four seeds in the NCAA tournament, and they didn't get it. They ended up being a number two in St. Cloud's bracket. Oh, goody. So they were the weakest number two, but, well, it didn't mean a whole lot because they would have played American International. They would have probably, hopefully, gotten to the Frozen Four because American International kept St. Cloud to one goal and knocked them out in the first round, and St. Cloud's one and done again, ladies and gentlemen. What? I mean, that's f- freaking awful. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? I uh, guess, yes, I'm serious. And, of course, Minnesota State Mankato. I mean, you know, some of these teams, they talk a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, Gophers are down. They stuck, We're the teams in the state now. Well, 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 <laughs> well, Minnesota's got five national championships. We've been to the Frozen Four like 20 times. We've been to the national championship game at least eight times. I mean, win one game, Mankato State won. And I'm not trying to be rude. It's just, still, you've got no bragging rights. You just, you just don't. And I, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just saying, you've got no bragging rights. A team that has way too many bragging rights, and I can't stand them It's the Denver Pioneers. Ugh, I hate Denver. I'm tired of them. Go away. I hate Denver and North Dakota more than anybody. I would be like 100 billion percent for St. Cloud State over Denver. I've had it with them. Yeah, they shut down American International in the Elite Eight, so to speak, and they're off to the Frozen Four again. They'll play Massachusetts, where hopefully Massachusetts beats them 4 nothing, and it's Mass versus Duluth in the final game, which would be pretty cool. I would not mind seeing Providence in the final game for Ben and DeHame, but go Nick Sweeney, go Duluth, this and that. So those are the two players that have Minnesota wild ties remaining in this tournament. Uh, we don't have a Denver Pioneer. We don't have a guy from UMass, so it's DeHame versus Sweeney, couple of left-shot players there, left-shot left-wingers that can score a little bit. Providence is, or excuse me, Taheim is more of a playmaker at this stage, where Sweeney has definitely become a goal scorer. He's the leading goal scorer, tied with uh, McKay with Duluth. McKay's the overall leading scorer on the team, but uh, uh, Swainey's sharing the goal lead there as he scored in the second game against the Quinnipiac Tigers there. Uh, Wildcats, pardon me. But uh, good back-and-forth uh, game there. But Minnesota clearly the better team. I like Quinnipiac, so I feel a little bad for them, but happy for Duluth. And I do think they are the uh, absolute favorites to go back-to-back and win another national championship, which would be their third. Again, still, you don't have five yet, So, but wonderful success. And they've beaten the Gophers pretty much all the time lately, the Duluth Bulldogs. I do think they win the title. I think the winner, put it this way, I'll be cheering for whoever wins Providence in Minnesota-Duluth. I- UMass... Boy, it's been a while since they've been in the tournament. Since 2007, they've had minimal success. But, Lord, they look awesome so far. I mean, 4 nothing over Harvard, 4 nothing over Notre Dame. That's nothing to sneeze at. And I hope and pray that they beat Denver. I am sick of the Denver Pioneers. If they win another national championship, I'm just going to cry. And I'm going to throw up at the same time. I'm sick of Denver. I don't know what it is. I just hate them, you know. I, uh, I, uh, I just hate them. I don't know why whatever right it's just it is what it is lots of penned up frustration in the WCHA days with them this and that yeah it's just they're not interesting to me even though they're good they're not interesting I'd rather see someone else win and that's how I stand on things in North Dakota they can just uh oh they they know where to stick it so I can't stand that team either god so it is what it is nothing personal against the kids it's more it's more the fan base I hate North Dakota, man. Uh, oh, watch! Watch! Half my listeners are fans of the Fighting Hawks, Fighting Sioux, Fighting whatever they are, Fighting Green Uniforms. They're the Fighting NDs, okay? North Dakota, isn't that great? They're the Fighting Dakotans. Uh oh, uh oh! I can't say that either. That that's just gonna offend somebody. So, I said, I better just cancel everything here. With that said, let's go to the Twitter account at Brave the Wild. At Brave the Wild. I thank each and every one of you that have interacted with me on there in the past. For some strange reason, this thing is acting up like I I don't understand. So we'll have to go a different route. Again, at Brave the Wild is the Twitter account. I believe I had some back and forth conversation there. Uh, yeah, there were some replies. There was a retweet by Vinrock Vince Germano. Thank you so much. Out of Australia. Not much left was episode 208. This one is, well, we're pretty much out of the postseason. That's basically all there is to say. Still haven't even decided on a name of the episode yet. But I'll come up with something very soon. Tony Ferrari, thank you very much for mentioning me. That is a, that's a, that's an honor. You put me with the H- H- Hockey Wilderness and Gone Puck Wild and Gat Wild Podcast. Well, thank you. Thank you for including me in your thoughts there. The, uh, these guy below has been fully updated. Louis Belpedio, Ivan Ladnia, Dmitry Sokolov. Pretty cool. Very cool. Uh, thank you very much for, uh, thinking of me there, Tony Ferrari, I appreciate that, uh, that's awesome, um, I feel bad now, because it looks like not many people uh, responded to it, thank you very much, uh, this is, yep, Dauber Prospects, Louis Belpedio, well, unfortunately, Louis Belpedio, again, he hasn't scored in eons, and it's too bad, talented right shot defender, we'll give the wild flexibility, yep, later on, yep, so, fantasy upside, NHL certainty, 7.5, so that's interesting. Let's look at Ivan Lodny. Again, he's a right winger who, you know, he's he's got a crack, I think. I'd, I'd probably rather have him than uh, Pontus Aberg, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you rather have him than Pompus Aberg? Okay, sorry. His uh, NHL certainty is 4.0. Ouch. That's a bummer. Uh, as for, uh, whoops, went to the wrong one. Let's go to Louis uh, Dimitris Sokolov. 7.5 for Belpedio, and I do think he's the most likely guy to make it. 5.0 rating for the... Uh, NHL certainty of uh, Sokolov. He's definitely a goal scorer's goal scorer, as they say. <laughs> this is courtesy of AHL and, of course, Dauber Prospects. So thank you, Tony Ferrari. Thank you very much for thinking of uh, my show. And the others appreciate that very much. Must, uh, you must know that I follow the prospects. Maybe he's check out the show. So thanks. Tony Ferrari, I retweeted, retweeted your tweet. Adam Jones, yep, and I misunderstood the poor guy. Oh, so luckily we didn't. We ended up following each other. I was basically tweeting out that Minnesota State, Mankato, and Saint Cloud State are turning into the biggest chokers in NCAA hockey history. Can't win a tournament game for their life. And I was retweeted a couple times. And then Adam Jones at Gopher Twenty Seven says, Holy Cross, who? Unless you're a UMD fan, the other, quote-unquote, Minnesota hockey programs can never talk shit again. I agree, and I don't know why I I don't know why I mis, misunderstood this guy. I was like saying we have five national championships. I'm not talking shit about anybody, merely stating facts. How many national championships do Minnesota State or St. Cloud have? Sorry, can't win that argument. And at the end of the day, I'm in a lot of ways responding to fans of those teams that might get annoyed with me saying they can't win a uh, NCAA tournament game. And I wasn't really meaning to, even if you, maybe some of you out out there are St. Cloud fans. I'm sure there's St. Cloud fans listening right now. And it's not like I was cheering against you. I'm just saying it's shocking that that they can't get it done. I I don't understand it. Um, I don't understand it. Air Force did a hell of a job last year. American International, though, I I don't know. Uh, I'm happy they made it. And at the same time, those teams are dangerous. They're very dangerous because it's their first game, and they're loosey-goosey, and they're so excited. They finally made it in the tournament in, like, 100 years. And, okay, they won. Wow. And then reality sets in the next week. Frickin' Denver Pioneers. Yay. I wish they'd knock out the Denver Pioneers. Um, Adam Jones responded with, what? I was agreeing with you. Gopher haters always bring up Holy Cross. Both programs have had zero success in the tourney and should never talk shit again after losing this weekend. And I'm with you all the way. With you all the way. I was saying my bad there. I guess you could look at it as I'm responding to the haters' smiley face. <laughs> so again, thank you, Tony Ferrari. And Adam Jones there. Looks like there's another one. Yep, nope, this was a recent one. So, he was saying the Minnesota Wild were able to snag the top NCAA goal-getter available. Yep, goaltender available, Matt Robson. Between Robson and Kakinen, the Wild will have the Wild have a bright future in the net. I, I I agree. The latest at Dauber Prospects Profiles is both below, so thank you. I'm gonna give that a follow. So that's apparently what's going on. Tony Ferrari more than likely working for Dauber Prospects NHL and consider this an endorsement. Cause that's great. I'll anybody out there that is going to uh Keep up with the prospects. I got to give you an endorsement and follow you. So I'm on board Dauber Prospects if you happen to be listening. So consider this a, yeah, consider this an endorsement. Tony Ferrari. <laughs> believe I gave him a follow. Oh, I oh, he he's following there. Now I followed him back. Sorry about that. Uh, I apologize in case you're listening. Tony. So thanks. Cool. I'm on board and uh, thank you for uh, passing that information on. Check out at Dauber Prospects and Tony Ferrari and all that. So pretty cool. I believe that's it. So, luckily, his tweet wasn't that long ago, just a couple days. So, there it is. Um, the first one, and now the second one just a few hours ago. So, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Made him at a new friend there. So, that's always a good thing. I probably didn't want to do what I just did. Nope, that's okay. Uh, as for that, uh, Facebook.com forward slash MNW prospects, Facebook.com forward slash. MNW Prospects, can't thank you guys enough for uh, being a part of things, and obviously, again, keeping up with the Prospects, all the guys, Nico Sturm, <laughs> you know, you could go on and on, Nick Swainy, Brandon DeHame, Cokken and Kirill Koprizov, uh Alexander Kovinov in the uh, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, Connor DeWare, dware WHL, the Ever, uh, Everett Silvertips, and all that in their postseason, it's going to be really fascinating, to see how these guys turn out. Can't wait. Can't wait at all. Obviously these players give us hope for the future. And of course the rec- the recent acquisitions of Ryan Donato and others along the way. Hopefully again, I mean Ryan Donato is the exciting one. Tuka rask, I just keep I keep calling him Tuka Rask. Victor Rask is still kind of an unknown and so far has not been good. But he is a guy who can score fifty points in the NHL and he's done he's been right below it, forty eight points. So Don't write him off just yet. Uh, Again, Nico Sturm could be something. Hopefully, uh, Matt Robson's a very intriguing addition. Um, So, I mean, all is not lost. As disappointing as things have been, all is not lost. Uh, You got some young defensemen coming up. And maybe even bring in uh, Jimmy Schultz. Again, let's look at those numbers here before we step away here. Uh, St. Cloud State, again, Jimmy Schultz, defenseman, 35 points this year, 38 the year before, 26 as a freshman, 10 goals in his freshman uh, freshman, junior and senior year. As for Nico Sturm, who is on Minnesota officially, 45 points this year, 31 assists out of that. He was a plus 23 for Clarkson, a plus 20 a year ago, 37 points, 14 goals in both years here. And then his first year, he had only 21 points, still a plus 4, 8 goals. He'll get a couple penalty minutes, but nothing crazy. So, again, a defensive-minded center, a bigger guy who can score. So, nothing wrong with that. He projects to be a third-line center, basically. That's basically what he projects to be so far. Bottom six type of guy. But, uh, again, another guy that shoots left, but he's a center. And Minnesota needs centers. What's going to happen with Jule Erikssonak? What's going to happen with tu- uh I keep calling him Tuka, Victor Rask. So, the Wild have about 19 third-line centers. That's the one thing. Uh, Luke Cunning, right wing. Right wing, that's all i got to say. Even though he can play center, anybody that shoots right, just, just play on the right wing, please. You know, especially if that's your natural position anyway. Koivu um, is what he is. He's a center. Stahl is what he is. He's a center. And neither one of them are playing on any wings. They're either playing center or they're retiring. So that's the end of the day with those guys. Oh, boy, it's going to be tough. And, of course, Fair. I like Fair a lot. I like him a lot. Um... I'm not in a huge rush to get rid of Fair either. I thought he's got a lot of, he's a very good fourth line stender. So, Niko Sturm, it's, it's going to be an uphill battle to make the NHL roster. As good as he could be, he's going to have to, really going to have to earn it. And I don't think we're playing Victor Rask to send him down to Iowa, so I don't think we're paying him to send to send him down there. Five million a year, just about. So, I don't know. Uh, it's under five, but still, yeah, it's still not cheap. Uh, it's in the fours, but still, I mean, I I don't know, man. I don't think you're paying him over four million a over four million a year, just under five to be in the the AHL. So it's gonna be tough. Uh, somebody's gonna have to probably play wing. Maybe Sturm will. Maybe uh, Rask will. I don't know. It's a toughie. It's gonna be really tough to see how this roster shakes up. Sounds like a trade. It really does. Again, huge shout out to MNW Prospects. Please do join that page. Pavel Bunnett, Justin Back. Thank you guys so very much for doing the awesome job you do and having me on board as a bit of an editor and an admin and such. And I'll post again as well. I'll post links to my show on there. Um, and obviously, they don't mind. I'm a part of the page, and I'll post articles about players as well. Maybe not articles, but yeah, I'll yeah, I'll pass on information. I'm not going to, per se, write major articles or anything. I'll help edit some, and I'll pass on news, that type of thing, which is what I like to do. So, again, passing on news about, oh, my God, Brennan Mental five assists tonight. Damn, you know, Dmitri Sukolov, hat trick. You know, that'd be nice if you would do that, but he has, uh, I should have posted something about Will Bite night, but too busy and too super late. You know, getting home uber late every night, it's hard. But uh, luckily, some of that super late night stuff is going to come to an end now because uh, schedule's changing a teeny bit here. It's going to be similar, but lightening a little teeny bit in one end and picking up in the morning more than the super late uh, at this stage. But uh, with that said, again, facebook.com forward slash brave the wild. Facebook.com forward slash brave the wild. Can't thank you guys enough for being a part of that page as well. Those of you that have been, I appreciate you very much. I think there was a post on there. But again, do check that out. I'll give out the phone line real quick. 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Brave the Wild. Do your statement, shout out, comment, question, and opine. Always appreciated. Those of you that are willing to do that. Uh, Yep, there were a few comments on some of these moves. Again, Jack Sadik was signed. Of course, but nobody commented on that one. This one, though, the Nico Sturm edition. Johnny Russell says, seems silly to be a one-year deal only to play three games max and burn up the entire contract. But at the end of the day, uh, so yeah, Jimmy Jim Poulton also responds saying, this reeks of an agent's doing. They wanted to make sure they got they get him. They'll renegotiate a longer term deal over the offseason. And that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, see, this way he's a refl- he restricted free agent and he's ours. He's our free agent. So that's the good part. So we have him locked in in that sense. Uh, if somebody else offers to him eventually we'd have to get some type of compensation or this and that so we have the rights to uh we have rights to refusal and all that good stuff we can match offers and all that so nico Sturm is our free agent and we'll see what happens restricted free agent so that was the point of doing that as weird as it might look uh, at least we we got him and he's happy to be here and he chose to be here and he knows that we need a center and this and that and Hopefully he ends up being better than uh, some of those other guys. It just sucks that some of them are stuck under contract. That's the difficult part. That leaves you a little. That leaves me with a little sour taste going into the offseason Is that we've got all these guys, these older guys, locked in. Uh, Rask isn't an older guy, but it's a long term, and he's not that good so far. So we'll see. He hasn't proven a damn thing thus yeah thus far. Though he did have a pretty nice goal against the uh, Winnipeg Jets last night. So with that said, we're going to wrap this up. We'll be back fairly soon. A little bit longer show. Lots of stuff to say. I tend to get wordy. And, well, there's a lot of stuff to say. There's stuff looking into the future and this and that because this is the last show for probably a couple weeks here heading into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, I do think Tampa Bay wins the Cup at the end of the day. I'm, gonna, I'm leaning towards that again. We'll see what happens. But I do think they win against the Calgary Flames. I think Calgary wins the uh, Western Conference. Calgary brings home the Clarence Campbell Trophy and the Prince of Wales Trophy will go to the... Uh, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, they won't touch it and they won't touch the President's Trophy but I do believe they will touch the Stanley Cup that's the one that they want to touch and hold high and kiss and skate around with and that's what's going to happen, I think Tampa Bay, this is their year and if it's not, I'll be, well I mean it's happened many times before but I think this this time, this team is just too good and I, for their sake, I hope they finish it off I do, I mean you hate to see a team be this good and, and fail in the playoffs it, it's sad I have nothing against Tampa at all. Uh, they're not the Red Wings. they got sick of the Blackhawks. Well, we can't even. You don't need an introduction as to how we feel about them. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants Winnipeg to win the cup. Okay, maybe some of you do. I'm not a huge fan, but who knows? Maybe this is their year to get there. But I do think Tampa clinches a Stanley Cup championship this year. With that said. We're wrapping up the whole phone line thing. There's the call no button on the Facebook page, which goes to the same phone line that I mentioned earlier. Again, all the information will be in the show description. Uh, It goes there. It's a three-minute limit. It goes through Facebook Messenger if you want to go that direction. Uh, Again, three-minute limit, and again, you'll be on air, but be aware of the three-minute limit as it'll cut you off. There's the unlimited route, which is the audio submission route. Use the uh, voice, voice recording application on every smart device on the planet. They're obviously free. Treat it like a phone call. Save it and email it to Live at Yahoo.com Live at Yahoo.com which I will greatly appreciate. And there you go. Uh, say where you're from and all that and just to kind of keep it near your name and where you're from, like town or whatever and give your statement, shout out, comment, question and opine. No it would be great to have you on air. All the information that I mentioned will be in the show description, including that email address and all that on iTunes or Stitcher or Double Twist or, of course, uh, actually the, the Google Podcast. If you could, would be greatly appreciated. iTunes, of course, very appreciated when you write a positive rating on there. I can't thank you enough. Those of you that have done that, um, it makes the show more attractive to potential new listeners. So, with that said, gonna wish all of you a very nice spring as things try to warm up a little bit here as the snow is just about gone. And those of you locally, anyway, those of you overseas, hope everything is going well for you there. And we will talk to you in a couple weeks. Go Minnesota Wild. Go off season. Go Tampa Bay Lightning. Go Calgary Flames, kind of, right? <laughs> we'll talk to you later.